Welcome to the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast, where we break down the practical strategies of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. This is your host, Meredith Oak, and we'd also love to hear from you. Visit www.quantumbiologycollective.org and click QBC newsletter to join the conversation. When we're young, living hard and fast easily becomes a way of life. As we get older, not so much. When it comes to changing that, most of us need to hear the message multiple times before we get it. John Warner is no different. And in this episode, he explains how his family history with cancer gradually led him to shift his habits and paradigm from the standard approach of hardcore workouts and an overpacked schedule to a quantum healthy routine of sunlight and high quality sleep. John shares how this shift likely saved his life when he had to face his own cancer diagnosis. I so appreciate his candor and humor in telling this story. There's a lot in here for all of us. Enjoy. Hey, John Warner. Welcome. It's so good to have you here on the podcast. Good. Thank you for having me, Meredith. It's such a pleasure. So I love your story and I love how you came to all this information for your for your personal health journey. And now you are out in your community, locally, in person, giving talks on sunlight and circadian rhythms and quantum biology. So give us a brief recap of how that came to be. Well, a long time ago, um, 97, I lost my father to cancer. And there was two doctors in white coats standing there saying, nothing we can do. And I was younger, a lot younger then. And I just believed them and kind of ignored them and blew them off. You know, like, well, I got to go deal with dad now. It's just time is short. So it didn't really start there, but I think about that a lot. And I've had four aunts and uncles on my mom's side pass from cancer, all oh. different kinds. Um, my couple other aunts and uncles have health problems. There was 10 kids in all. Uh, my grandpa would be 95, 94. My grandma's 95 now. Um, wow. Yeah, doing good. Very little health problems until just recent, which I'll sign up for. <laughs> In your 90s, you just start getting problems. <laughs> yeah. All their kids, and now my cousins, their grandkids, even people younger than me, have cancers, tumors, problems. Hmm. I'm got to thinking in the middle of all this there's no answers you know the same with the two doctors smart guys brilliant very well educated saying we don't know we don't know and i i'm i've not always been curious on the health side of my life but i've always been curious and i'm like well that's not good enough. you know I, there there's got to be a way somebody has to know you know that's a bunch of these smart people that don't have any idea at first I bought it you know with my dad and then after I started seeing a pattern I didn't buy it so it started with uh fasting it always goes to food first it seems yeah <laughs> that's the easy okay so you took a look at this family history and you were like why is everyone in my family getting cancer yes and you're like all right okay so and I'm, the doctors don't have an answer they're like sorry no, too bad None had an answer. Nobody you, had. you all have the cancer gene. You're all going to get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. once you get cancer, there's not much we can do about it. We're going to chemo, radiation, and, you know, you're going to get better or you're not. 
you know, that's kind okay. of what. So we'll try these things. If they work, they work. If they don't, we've that's all we've got. Right. Like say your goodbyes. Okay. Yeah. So John, so young John Warner is like, I don't really like that answer. I'm going to look for some other things. Okay. But got younger it. John Warner didn't think about it. Younger John <laughs> right. Warner just went on living his life. He just said, yeah, okay, got it. Ah, yeah. okay. So when, as you approached the age. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a little okay. older and wiser, I guess. Yeah. It's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Once Maybe starts, there's more to know. Yes. Once it starts climbing okay. up and it's not a one-off. And then the ironic thing is I grew up in Western Iowa. A lot of my dad's friends and colleagues, mm -hmm. it's farm country. He drove semi, hauled grain, mm -hmm. uh, worked in grain elevators. A bunch of people in that area got cancer and got sick. My dad was the mm. first. And so I got to thinking after this started compiling on, I'm like, well, how come nobody's asking questions? How come nobody has an answer for this? And so right. I got to thinking, I'm like, like I said, food, you know, well, our food, right. you know, yeah. it is, it is. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, I got to start eating right. Mm -hmm. And so I got to fasting. I discovered fasting and then exercise, you know, because okay. you're healthy. You think, well, who's the healthiest people? And then you look at like bodybuilders or people go to the yeah. gym, you know, well, they look fit. They're, they're the healthiest people. You know, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. And I'm like, for sure. Yeah. That's where all our minds go. It's like, oh, I need to be healthier. Got to look at my food. Got to look at my exercise. Yep. Yeah. And that, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Stops there for most people. Thank God it didn't for me, but that's where I started. So I go okay. to the gym, start eating right. I go into the gym, um, bad. I'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, started fasting and eating right. Good. You know, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't enough. <laughs> It moved the needle okay. on me a little. I, I was, I'm a farrier by trade, uh, okay. physically demanding job. Could you uh, explain what a farrier is for I, the I, urban I, folk who yeah. are dumb? Yeah, it's like all right. I, <laughs> okay. I, uh, I trim and shoe horses. I trim feet and nail on shoes on the horse's feet. Wow. So you're yeah. like wrestling horses yes, for your I'm job. All right. So yeah, that's, that's full on. Yeah, at, at okay. this point in my career, most of them I don't have to wrestle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it almost thirty years, so ah, uh, so you have the technique. You are, and I get to kind of be picky right. with my clientele, right? So I kind of work for who I want to at this point in that career. Okay, uh, but it's still a very physically demanding job. Yes, um, it wears incredibly. Yeah. I now have like ten thousand questions about the farrier trade, but. This is a health podcast, so let's right, stay well, focused we'll on that. One. Okay. We'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, your body gets beat up doing that. So, yeah. and I wasn't overweight, but I was in plan. I was a little overweight, not much. I wouldn't call myself obese by any means. Mm -hmm. um, I was inflamed, a little overweight. So the fasting turned the needle. And I thought exercise mm. turned the needle in the gym. Turns out it didn't, which I'll get into the exercise later. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the... Fasting kind of, I lost some weight. I wasn't as inflamed, and that turned right. the on how I felt. I will right. admit that. that that was okay. Good. So fasting helped, and I do think it's important that your, you know, your job plays a role because it is active. You are moving around to do that job. You're not an office worker. You're not like behind a, a laptop under fluorescent LED or LED lights all day long. You're kind of um, out doing stuff. 
Yeah. Okay. Usually in a barn, but the barn's open, you know, big doors open, breezeway, yeah. just the covered. Okay. So I'm, I'm not inside in an office. I'm, I'm virtually outside. Okay. Yeah. But then I get in my truck and drive a couple hours, you know, every day, you know, it'll work, right. it'll work. So that's like being okay. out. Right. Yeah. I'm outside most of the day. And then, you know, you get banged up and I have, I've been stepped on, you know, so I got some old injuries that talk to me and, and this and that. So, and your back takes an excruciating beating. I've had a couple flare ups of bulging discs. We've been on a nerve that hadn't been able to walk for a couple of days. And then I use light water and magnetism and then pro and cold the protocols to get better. Because mm-hmm. right. people, I've seen people that have that that are that gimp around their whole life with that. Right. I'm back shoeing horses in in a week and a half. Because you know hard. what to do. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So just super quickly. So your back flared up, you said water light magnetism. What are, what does that mean? What did you do to get your back healed quickly, quickly? Two, two things. I get out in the sunlight, Uh, Mm -hmm. sunlight's most important. And then another important is when there's UVA or UVB out in the middle of the day, I get out in that a lot. Okay. But you must get out in the morning to prep your skin for the UVB. Yes. Because I'm Norwegian, Irish, and German. Mm-hmm. I used to be the guy that burned. Oh, yeah. I would lather sunscreen on me, wear sunglasses, you know, wear clothes, shirts, because everybody's lathering sunscreen on me because I'm the cherry tomato out there. You know, I'm going to yeah. burn. Now, after, well, about 2020, I started, I don't burn anymore. I'm red, but it's mm-hmm. not. I mean, right. Yeah, you know, you know how to do it. Yeah, we just did a, a great podcast with. I think it'd probably it'll probably be the podcast before this that airs with Doctor Stillman, going into why we need to spend time outside and sunscreen's not always the best option. (laughs) Okay, but but none of us knew that. Okay, so now you know. So you have a flare up. You go outside in the sun. You do some cold baths. All right. So back to back to our quantum health detective journey. Okay. okay so you were like, I okay. So you're like, I am not down with everyone and myself included dying early of cancer. So food, fasting, exercise. And you say it moved the needle, but not quite. So then so then where are you? Okay. So let me go back. Uh 2018, my mom mm-hmm. got cancer. Mm. And that hit me and I was already fasting. I was already changed my, you know, way I did things. Yeah. And then she uh, came up with it and it was ovarian cancer. It was pretty bad. She went through chemo. I begged her not to do it. (laughs) She did, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, And she has a bad thyroid. She worked in an office. She drove before sunrise to the office, office all day after Mm. sunset, drove home. You know, so blue light yeah. all day, no sunshine. Yeah. So I get so to think constant I'm, blue light exposure, no sunshine. Yeah. So she might have needed that chemo. You never. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know about light at that time. So I was listening to okay. another podcast, and they interviewed Jack Cruz, mm-hmm. and he was talking about sunlight. Just go outside, because in the podcast they were like, "Okay, what do we do? Just go outside in the morning, watch the sunrise, be like the Sphinx." Eat like a great white shark and live yeah. like a plant. And I'm thinking. Sorry, what? you cut out there for a sec. Live like a what? A polar bear. A polar bear. Okay. Yeah. 
So, you know, sit in the sun like a sphinx. This is this is vintage cruise. Okay, sit in the sun like a sphinx. Uh, Eat like a great white shark. Yep, eat fat fish. All right, be cold and get in the (laughs) cold water like a polar bear. All right, sleep. I I got sleep out of that because I was sleeping pretty good because I got a physical job, but I'd wake up a couple Mm -hmm. times a night, you know, which I didn't think was a big deal, but it turns out it was. So I come on to him about 2020. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, heck, I'll I'll give this a try. And within a few short days, I was sleeping through the night. I'm like, I didn't wake up. I didn't wait. You know, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night. So it's like, wow, there's something to this. If I'm like just a few days of watching the sunrise and I'm sleeping at night and not waking up, there's probably something to this. And so I'm. So I'm like, so well, within a few days of in doing intentional morning sunrise. light yes. and mitigating artificial light after sunset, yes, your sleep, your sleep patterns totally changed. Yes. All yeah, right. It was uh, amazing. Wearing the blue blockers. Mm-hmm. If you have the lights on now, we don't now we have red light and candles. No lights on after dark. No light switches are flipped after dark. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. So Okay, so you noticed that all of a sudden you're sleeping through the night within a few days and you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. All right. So what now? So I I dig in, I start digging into blogs, podcasts, and I figured out my food was pretty good. I was eating right, but I started eating seasonal and local, mm. you know, which is important. You know, if I wouldn't, you know, because you're thinking salads, you know, if I that's one of my slides on my talk, salads can make you fat and sick. And everybody that's fat and sick eats salads to get healthy. <laughs> you know, or okay, so super quick, tell us why a salad could make you fat and sick. Well, if it's eaten when it's not grown in your environment, it's a mismatch to your mitochondria. Okay. So if you if food don't grow in your environment, you shouldn't eat it. Like transport yourself back. <clears throat> and well, when the grocery stores were in the 40s or 50s, so transplant yourself back to the early 1900s. Right. What do you eat? What just, would be available? What would be available? What could I get at a farmer's market? Right. Right. What could right. I get from the local farmer? Because he wasn't giving you bananas in, you know, Iowa in December. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you weren't, you weren't, you were getting deer meat or beef, you know, you weren't getting anything. And the, the food's a mismatch nowadays. So okay. if you're, if you're eating after dark, because you're supposed to eat when the light's out, or if you're eating... If you live on the equator, you're probably going to eat a ton of fruit because it grows there all the time. Yeah. If you're in New York or Iowa and you're eating fruit in the winter, your mitochondria don't have that light signal that that fruit did. Mm. So that's all about the light signal. <laughs> yeah. This is where the the quantum biology aspect gets a crazy. It's like, oh, yeah. what? Yeah. People yes. look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, just transport yourself back before you could go to the grocery store. What would you have ate? Right. And we're and go back then too. And we're like, one in three people have cancer now. Did one in three people have cancer back then? Yeah. No. No. It's so fair. many. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. Okay. So you started with food, exercise. Then you heard a Dr. Jack Cruz and we're getting into light. 
seasonal eating, circadian timed eating. Yes. Okay. Breakfast, so then what happens? Big breakfast. I started yeah. when I fasted, I skipped breakfast, mm -hmm. you know, I ate lunch and supper and I, I moved the needle there, but then I started eating breakfast and I used to be the guy Meredith that would text Mex is big here. You uh -huh. know, and you know, they, they text it up. It's not real authentic Mexican fajitas. I'd order fajitas for two. Yeah. yeah. Appetizer. I'd eat Charlotte's leftovers. I'd eat my son's. I used to be the guy that could eat. <laughs> okay? Right. Okay. <laughs> because for one, I wasn't getting sun. I wasn't getting any sunlight. I was blocking the sun, even though I was outside sunscreen, sunglasses. Yeah. You know, and clothes. So I'm blocking the sun. If you block the sun, you need to eat more. Uh -huh. so, and I ate breakfast and started eating breakfast and my breakfast became bigger. The biggest meal yep. of the day. Yeah. And then I would eat a light lunch <clears throat> early afternoon and I'd be satiated. I'm fine. I don't tip every now and then we'll go out and have supper, you know. Yeah. Every now and then. But most times. So you shifted that fasting window to the evening from oh, the morning. Oh, evening to the morning. Right. But I'm saying, yeah. So you, you moved eating your food into the morning. Yes. Okay. And just give us like a, like a really quick explanation of, of why that's a better way to a better fasting window is that, to have a big breakfast and no dinner versus a big dinner and no breakfast. That sets your start. It's all about, we talked about circadian rhythm. It sets yeah. your circadian rhythm for the day. It gets all your hormones going. It gets everything going. But the main thing is not eating. If you eat at night, if you eat late, then you're digesting food and you're not probably getting into the apoptosis and autophagy when you sleep. Yeah. So, so your body's all busy working on the dinner when it should be busy cleaning your cells. Yeah. <laughs> Doing sure. all your cleaning. Okay. And you said something really interesting. I just want to circle back real quick. Uh, you said, um, when you go out in the sun, you don't get as hungry or you don't need to eat as much. Say a little bit more about your understanding of that statement. We have vitamin D receptors on the very end of our inner mitochondria membrane. Mm -hmm. So when you're out in the sun, when there's UVB light out, it actually slows down electron transport chain, but it still makes ATP. So you're still making energy from light and you don't have to have food. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to eat as much. So photons from the sun in the purple range and the UVB range is actually making energy. It also, UVB light, also POMSI and melanin. Mm -hmm. POMSI is a protein in your body, which makes, through a process, makes melanin, which charge separates water. And that also gives you energy. So you don't have to eat as much if you're in the sun. You have energy. So crazy, I will. <laughs> but so good. Right. And it, it, it kind of makes sense. Like we're, you know, we're not plants, but we're not as different from plants as we thought. Like we have been so trained to think that their only energy source is from what we put into our body versus the environment we put our bodies into. Yeah. Well, we plants and us are very similar though. We're, we both use the sun. If we, if you block the sun, everything's gone. <laughs> yeah. Us, plants, everything. Yeah. So it's just not the plants that are going to die if you block the sun. We're not. Yes. Gonna 
And in the same way, yeah, the, the same way we think of the photosynthesis of the plants absorbing what the energy and what they need from the sun, we're doing the same thing, it turns out. Yes, mitochondrial, okay. same thing. All right. Okay, so um, you have now implemented all of the protocols that come from understanding health from a circadian and in your case, even a quantum understand, you have even a quantum understanding. So then what happens? Well, I, 2022, I do do y'all's course and my back originally flared up then bad. I mean, it flared up a few times before, but it flared up early 2022, January, end of January. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't get out of bed. I had to throw myself out of the bed to get up. Ugh. Every time I'd like try to sit up, like if you're laying in bed and you get up, yeah. I'd paralyze, I'd just lock up. And it was like, I, I didn't have a choice. I couldn't muscle through it. I was just yeah. there. And so after a while, I finally just, I got to throw myself off the bed. You know, I just can't, I'm not going <laughs> to never get up if I don't. And so I did that and I went to, got to a chiropractor because that's what I it's what you do you know <laughs> horseshoe and your back hurts yeah you go to a chiropractor first and so I went to him and he helped me a bit he moved the needle and at that time I was doing this yes I was just doing way too many horses and driving too much even though you okay. live a quantum lifestyle don't mean you can still mess up yeah <laughs> everybody okay it's not like free license to totally trash your body oh, no it's not <laughs> it is not <laughs> all right no you can still you still have to mitigate what you're doing okay so, so if you're getting tossed around by horses and then sitting behind the wheel of a truck for multiple hours a day your back is still going to be like no thank you <laughs> no thank you especially after about 30 years of doing it yeah. right okay yeah so, so there's the cumulative effects as well all right so then in a couple of weeks i was back shooing but i'd i'd just get out here and lay in the sun i just put my cool tans on to tan through shorts mm-hmm. go lay out in the ground because it was comfortable to lay and i just lay in the sun all day and then i'd get an ice bath so i'd get in 45, 50 degrees ice a couple of times a day. And at first it hurt, you know, the ice, I don't know what mechanism that, that does, but it would aggravate it and I just worked through it and then it kind of went away and it turned the needle pretty fast. And then I had a, I had a consult and I'm thinking, I need to figure out what's, what's wrong. I want to see how deliberating this back is, if it's just a flare up or if I need to change what I'm doing. Not so you had a feeling there was something more to oh, yeah. the back than yeah. just just a standard like oh yeah standard bulging disc or disc. Yeah. I'm thinking you had an intuition like there's something more going on here. That's a good word because <laughs> you're when you do this when you're in light your intuition and your crit- critical thinking gets better. <laughs> it does a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a whole other it, yeah. But worth talking about for a minute, right? Because I certainly note it, right? Like, and there are so many aspects to it that you know oh, we yeah. go into. But part of it, I think, is just paying attention, right? Like, in order to be outside and know what's going on. We need, we're learning to pay attention to our environment, which helps us to pay attention to our bodies, which helps us to notice things. Yes. So you are like noticing you have a heightened intuition and a heightened connection to your physical self. 
Yeah. Okay. I know when I'm getting tired. I know when I'm shouldn't do something like a workout and, you know, and all the workout, Oh, just push through. And I'm no, that's not a good idea. You know, right. don't, you know, just relax and take yeah. it easy. So you get to think better. So I'm thinking this is not right. Something's wrong. Okay. And then, so I go for a consult and I'm told you have to have an MRI because I came okay. with extra. And he's like, gotta have an MRI. Can't okay. see nothing without an MRI. So I'm like, so I go home and I'm like. So you had his consult with Dr. Cruz, correct? Yes. Okay. So you tell him what's going on and his intuition's not bad either. So he's like, oh, it's pretty good. get that checked out right now. Yes. You got to have an MRI. Okay. Yes. You got to have. Great. I can't tell. I don't even want to see your x-rays. It don't matter. I have to have an MRI. All right. That's the only way to tell about what's going on back there. Okay. And so I go home and, you know, you got good days and you're like, I don't need an MRI. I feel good. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. a few days later, it's a little sore, you know, yeah. and it's like, I better get an MRI. So the end of April that year, middle April, I go get an MRI. Well, I shoe for a friend. His mom's a doctor. So I just, I don't have a doctor. I don't have a general physician. <laughs> so I got to find one. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I go, I go to him and I'm like, Hey, I need an MRI. And they're like, well, why? You know, and I'm like, well, I can't walk. You know, my back is in pain. And so mm -hmm. they were MRI the next day, the next afternoon, they call me or John calls me. He's like, hey, get in my office now. And he's an hour away and it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm to your office today. What do I need to go to your office for? And he's like, you need to get here now. And I'm like, and I knew when he said that the second time, all my family history. Yeah. I've, I've heard this before, <laughs> you know, you're like, I know that this tone of voice, That's, I know this is not good. Okay. So he goes, well, you know what? It's too late in the day. Anyway, I just need you to get an MRI tomorrow morning. And I'm like, I just had an MRI. He goes, I said, well, why, what, why do I need an MRI? I can't tell you. Like, all right. So you know how that emotion goes just mm -hmm. everywhere. So I go the next morning, get an MRI. And I have a tumor on my right kidney, about a wow. six month tumor. And I'm like, how in the world did I get a tumor on my right kidney? And I'm thinking, well, John, now what you know, what you know, what you've learned these past couple, two, three years, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I did everything wrong for about 48 years of my life or 45, you know, however long yeah. I lived in the wrong place. I was in the military which is a horrible environment, you know, uh, radio antennas, why mm. they were been using high tech stuff way before any of us had this. Right. You know? And so a military base is the worst place you can be just about. Um, I ate what I wanted when I wanted, I didn't get sun. I, when I was in the sun, I'd put sunscreen on, wear sunglasses or long sleeves. I avoided the sun. Um, you name it, I slept it with <laughs> Meredith. I, we lived in a place for a couple of years that had a Wi-Fi tower about three quarters of a mile away. And we put the router on the window seal right by our headboard on our bedroom. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, gosh. That was the best signal. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You're like, this works great. <laughs> yeah, this works great. This is the best signal there is, you know. And then yeah, see, yeah, when you when you go back playing quantum health detective, it's like, yes. oh, yes, 
And then okay. I, I love coffee. I would drink a thermos of coffee, a pot of coffee every day. Wow. Summer, winter, didn't matter. It wasn't good coffee either. It was the junk you buy in the grocery store on the shelf. And the water was fluorinated tap water. Mm-hmm. I wonder why my kidney, <laughs> you know, got mm-hmm. the, you know, I just, you can't point to, I can't specifically point to one thing. Yeah. You know, what caused that. Um, but that's the critical thinking comes in. Yeah. You just piece everything together. And it's, yeah. you know, my family's like, oh, you, you know, cause I was in, uh, I was in the desert for some time and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, my family's, oh, it started over there. And it may have, it may have started when I grew up in Iowa, they were spraying crops and the water was bad there for a long time. You know, right. it may have started 10 years ago. It may have started three. I don't know. You know, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, yeah. It's, we can't know. There's so many factors. All we know is like what I was saying, we're on the the Sarah Pugh podcast. It's like the gene is the genetics are, are the gun and the environment pulls the trigger and like our environment. I mean, you just listed all the things going on your whole life, different things in different places, but there's always something. Yes. Back to my mom. Yeah. She did the genetic testing on her. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I went to the doctor with her just about every time and, you know, was there most of the, for most of it. And it's not genetic. None of it's genetic. None of the family's cancers is genetic. And I'm like, so really, yes, that, and that, so that really, so that was even, that's my assumption. Cause we're also taught yes. that everything is genetically determined. So all of your family is getting all of these cancers and there's no gene for it. No gene. It's none of them. Oh. None, all of them are tested. So that's you know, all mean, environment. Right. The early ones weren't tested because they didn't test back then. But yeah. the, the later ones were tested. None of it's genetic. And so I knew that before I came into the quantum health thing. And I'm like, well, you know, I was starting piecing stuff together already. No but wonder then, you got curious. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, because yeah, it's okay. not genetic. So why is everybody getting different things? And so... Huh. I go in April, I get my, get that. And so I'm like, the kidney filters your blood. And then if, if that cancer gets in your bloodstream, you're pretty toast. I mean, you know, you're done. Right. You don't, okay. there's not a good outcome for that. So okay. I thought about just selling everything and moving to Mexico or the tropics, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not, I've, I got surgery and I thought about in a short time about what to do because <laughs> yeah, like, and most people were like, get that kidney out of you. You can live with one kidney for the rest of your life just fine. Yeah. And so that's what I opted to do. Yeah. Um, surgery. He was going to just, cause the kidney function was great. My blood work was great. My blood work didn't show anything. Of course, there's no blood work for kidney cancer. Like there is like ovarian cancer, but okay. all my kidney markers, all my blood work, it was great. Another thing that happened when I started watching the light was my BUN creatinine ratio tells you how good your water's making mitochondria. Mm-hmm. That got better over my blood work. So my mm-hmm. blood work was getting better even with cancer. <laughs> you know? Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> right. so, the so there's this tumor in there. Yes. That's been, that's been triggered to grow by something. And as you said, a lifetime, you know, we can't always reverse a lifetime of choices. Right. Okay. Right. But the rest of you is like amazing. 
Yeah, I feel great. Okay. And then, so there's this little, and you've got this tumor. Okay. And it's like a choice point, right? Like, what do you do? Yes. Okay. So I, so, I opt for surgery. Okay, good. Just, so you just got that sucker out of there. Yep. Just get it out. Awesome. All right. But funny thing was, you know, I asked the the doctor's son, the original doctor's son's a, a DNA specialist of all things. And uh, I'm like, so you ask, how did I get this? Uh -huh. and like, And he's the only one that has answered a DNA specialist, but he can yeah. critically think only yeah. the one that answered it correctly. He goes, he just looks at me and he goes, have you looked around outside? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, all the towers, all the cell phone towers, all the radiation that's going on. He said, do you wear your cell phone in your pocket? And I'm like, no, I don't do that stupid stuff. <laughs> I said, but I, and I'm thinking, but I used to, <laughs> you know, but the DNA specialist. Wow. The environment. He matters. understood. Yes. That the frequencies in our environment are affecting yes. our DNA. Yes. Yes. They and our more importantly, our mitochondria. Yes. So fast forward to the surgeon, you know, within a short, within a month, I'm in the surgeon's office a few times. Mm -hmm. and great guy, loved him, great surgeon, but I asked him, why did I get this? And mm -hmm. he's like, you know, you're, you're pretty, I'm fairly fit. I'm not, you know, a bodybuilder, but I'm fit. And uh, he goes, you know, there's another guy, and the surgeon was pretty fit too, and he goes, there's another guy that came in here that has a prostate that's out of control, and he's fitter than you and me put together. He goes, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, well, why did I get this? And he's like, his words, shitty luck. <laughs> and oh. I'm, like, I'm like, I just scratch my head and I'm like, that's not the answer. <laughs> yeah, no, not the incorrect. Yeah, incorrect. <laughs> so I have my, my blue blockers on. When I go inside artificial light for any mm -hmm. amount of time, I wear my blue blockers. Okay. The, the daytime, of, the daytime ones. Or in the, the red day. one. I, okay. I wear the red ones. When You're I like, go I don't care. I just don't want I'm, that light. Yep, All right. I wear the red ones um, because it's isolated. I, I right. get the argument with the daytime ones. I, I, I whatever you, N equals one, you know, whatever. Yeah. You would, I'm not in there for like all day. I yeah. was in there for a while. I probably could have got away with the daytimes, but I just wear the reds. All right. So I went in there and he's asking me, why are your glasses and I'm like, well, Doc, it's to block this crappy light you have above me. And he looks at me and I said, that's isolated blue light. I said, that's isolated 450 blue light, nanometer blue light. I said, if you think UV light's bad isolated, that's worse. I said, <laughs> UV has been vilified by, you know, the medical industry, not you, but the medical industry. And I said, that's the light, isolated light that needs to be vilified. I said, that's what's causing all this. And he just looked at me. Like I was like, like he had no idea. Brilliant guy. I mean, smart guy. Great surgeon. Yeah. Great surgeon. Yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, he did a great job. But, but <laughs> about like, <laughs> no, or why anybody gets cancer. And I'm thinking, this is where the paradigm is. We're in 2023. One in three people have cancer. And I know people. I know some people in the medical industry know. Because there's mm -hmm. patterns on blue light, you know, the, mm -hmm. the powers that be know, but just yeah. your everyday doctors or surgeons, they have not a clue. No they, idea. They weren't taught that. 
And nope. I didn't know that. So I can't be mad at them for not knowing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're all on a journey. Yeah. I hope, and he's not my doctor anymore because your surgeon don't need to be your aftercare doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I hope he's gone back and just, I hope I made him curious, you know, to look at that, you know, because something has to change. And until I think until, you know, we can talk and all our cohorts can talk, we have a community, but to move the needle, like from empty to full, I think, I think the medical field, the doctors and the nurses, like at the, like my surgeon and the nurses have to get on board with this and really push. And there's going to be, there's going to be this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I've been learning is that people don't necessarily like shifting paradigms. No, no. <laughs> they're well, not that in, they're not that interested. And they think like I went to medical school and you shoe horses. So I'm the one who knows all the things. Right. And yet you are in there <laughs> truth telling. <laughs> Yes. Like there's no way, even someone totally cut off from their intuition, like there's no way that your articulation of the situation didn't resonate on some level. So I feel very sure that you planted a seed. I think so. I think good for you for doing it. Well, there's studies. I mean, I have, I save my studies. I print some out. I have, you probably, I know you have piles. I have piles of studies that show vitamin high vitamin d and the vitamin d linked to cancer most if not all cancers have low vitamin d yeah so if the sun causes cancer how is that possible if you don't have any vitamin d (laughs) you know right yeah no it makes we think yeah i have friends that don't buy this you know they're like that's crazy i don't know about that light thing that's crazy i'm like they're all about food, which is fine. But I'm like, mm-hmm. take your food away. You can live a long time. You know, you're going to, you might have to have magnesium. You you can, people have fasted for 30 days and way longer. You take that sun away you, and nobody's going anywhere. You know, you're yeah. everybody. There's yeah. going to be food. So I'm like, take your paradigm away. We're going to be fine because nature always wins. But if you take nature away, we're done for. So, but they don't, nobody puts that together. No. And there's, there's, we're not really even given the opportunity to, right? Like there's no context for it. So that's why, um, yeah, I loved having these conversations Yeah, because it's like the information is out there. Right. And as you said, people know, like the, I did an interview with one of the pioneers in circadian research and so even like taking out the quantum piece because the 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 academic circadian guys don't know any you know people uh they don't know anything about quantum but they know a lot about circadian and they have they now understand how it's like you know basically impossible to be healthy if we mess up our circadian rhythms so i have this doing this interview and he's going over all the research that shows a definitive causal link between artificial light at night and cancer growth. And I'm like, so when is this study from? It's like, Oh, 2007. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) and what about this one? Oh, 2001. I'm like, Oh, so didn't, 
did anyone think to maybe tell us? And he's like, oh, all the scientists know. We used to joke, the scientists all know, but not their neighbors. I'm like, right. the neighbors would like to know. Yes, they <laughs> would. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's kept down for a reason. Possible. I, you know, I don't want to get into the nefarious yeah. parts of big pharma, but I mean, it, they make money off, off people being sick. You yes. Know, the sun is free. So Yeah. There's, yeah. There's industries that make money off you being sick and there's industries that make money off, off of selling you something. Right. So aligning your circadian rhythms, like there's no clear, yeah, there's no clear monetization of that. Right. Like it's, it's a right. habit change. So what I've coming to understand is that, yeah, if there's no clear monetization, there's, there doesn't seem to be an impulse to get that information integrated into the institutional lines of education, even though, you know, um, like the scientists made the point that like circadian research is exploding. And I went and looked it up on, on PubMed, right. And there's like, they do a little graph of how many papers are published on this topic. And it's like right. flat seventies, eighties, nineties. And then it goes, and it's like, there's like almost a hundred thousand papers on circadian, yeah. um, rhythms and circadian regulation in PubMed right now. And we're still barely discussing it. <laughs> like, I know it. I know. Right. Like my kids go to health class and they come home and they're like, yeah, social media is bad for you because it makes you feel bad about yourself. I'm like, <laughs> and it's on a screen. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not a part of the conversation yet. No, it's not. Well, it's, uh, I see people and friends and, you know, family and just, I've learned, I'm a people watcher. I'm an observer. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a, I'm a horseshoer. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, a <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I can, I read studies. I read blogs. I'm, I'm learner of stuff way over my head. <laughs> okay. That's what I do. And I've figured this out, but it's just taking the time yeah. to figure it out. And doctors honestly should take the time, but they don't have the time. And yeah. they have, they have, a lot of them have the, I have the white coat. I'm smart. You're the horseshoer. Mm -hmm. You listen. I've been in them doctor's offices where they're, cause I'd be like, I'm like, well, I like to give my vitamin D, you know, in a pill, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I don't take supplements. I just go in the sun and get my vitamin D. And he's like, well, that's all well and good, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And they just talk down at you. And I'm yeah. like, don't talk down at me. <laughs> you know, you're the <laughs> one that's not keeping up with what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, I love it. Um, I love your approach and I love your confidence, right? And that's that comes from from doing the research and as you said, like pushing yourself to understand things. I yes. mean, I I don't totally understand all of this, but like I talk to enough people who I trust that they do and I'm like, okay, tell me again. <laughs> tell well, me think, again how it works. <laughs> I think there's it's so the principles are simple, the science can get right. way you know, yes. but I think a lot of people don't buy into this or follow this or do this because it is so simple. Yeah. Because I've told friends, I'm like, look, just get up and watch the sunrise. You know, they have high blood pressure. I'm like, go stay out in the sun for an hour in the morning. Make sure you get UVA light. I said, there's an app on your phone. You can figure out when it's about an hour after sunrise, or you can look at the app. I said, that will lower your blood pressure and make sure you're you have skin in the game and no glasses. And they're like, what? That? what? 
that I'm like, it's, it's too. And like, yes, don't flip your light switch up after sunset, <laughs> you know, leave yeah. your lights off. That's one of the most worst things you can do for you is turn your lights on. I said, it's that simple. Watch the sunrise and don't turn your lights on at night. But society is not built for that. We're built 24 seven light, you know, perpetual 72 degrees, you know, nobody's hot, nobody's cold, you know, there's lights all the time and we wonder what's wrong. And then when you have the answer, you know, you have to, the light and darks, God said, let there be light. And then he separated the light from the darkness. I mean, that was one of the first, very first things he did, but we don't live like that anymore. And everybody's like, well, what's happened? What's wrong? Why am I, why do I have cancer? Why am I sick? Well, I know I gave myself cancer. Can I pinpoint exactly what did it? No, I can't. But I know all, all the, everything that piled up to do it. Yeah. And it's, it was artificial light at night, lack of vitamin D, not going into apop, not doing apoptosis and autophagy, which light drives. Right. You know, you uh, red light drives autophagy, UV light drives apoptosis, you know, and the food people can't wrap that around their head. That light drives things in your body. Yes. But yeah, we're so like, smart nowadays that don't people's like, no, that's too simple. It's got to be way more complex than that. Well, yeah. study, it is complex. It's very complex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. complex. The science is yeah. is very complex. The application of it is very simple. Yes. And also the, the the layers of conditions and symptoms and illnesses that people have is very complex. Yes. And but again, the the fundamentals on the path to healing are very simple. I don't want to pretend like doing any do these three things and you'll reverse your whatever, but no, it is, it's it is the founding, the foundational piece. Yes. It is for sure. Yeah. It's light, water, magnetism, you know, food, sleep, exercise, all that matters. But if you don't get, if you don't put flour in your cake batter mix, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, if you don't watch the sun, none of this other stuff matters. Right. No. And so you were saying, yeah, about the, the apoptosis and the autophagy. And it's like, our bodies are designed to heal and repair while we're sleeping. Yes. And to collect what they need during the daylight hours to make that happen optimally. And when we mess that up, we throw ourselves into chaos. Yes. Disease happens. I'm a walking example of it. <laughs> and so are many other people. <laughs> All right. So let's just wrap up. So you, so you had your um, surgery. Yes. Are you now, are you now cancer free? Yes. Cancer free. Okay. Actually it was, this is, this is a, ironic spooky and a little weird and neat at the same time but I was 51 when I had my surgery my dad was 51 when he passed I had surgery on his birthday May 24th oh wow it was weird I was like I almost didn't do it <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because it's not funny haha but I yeah. was, this is I don't and I didn't realize it till a couple of days before you know you got to go to the hospital yeah and, do all the chest x-rays and all that and get every, you know, the pre-op stuff. And it just clicked. It's like my dad's birthday's in a couple of days and that's my surgery date. 
And I'm thinking, and I had a trip for Alaska scheduled two months after that. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to get this done. I'm going to Alaska. <laughs> did you get there? <laughs> yes, I did. Good for you. <laughs> so I had surgery on May 24th. They were just going to take the tumor because the kidney looked great. Mm-hmm. But he got in there and the main vein was entangled in the tumor. Mm. So it was too risky to try to cut it out. But I'd have lost a lot of blood. He's like, I'm just taking the whole thing. Cause I told him, I said, whatever you got to do when you get in there, just make yeah. sure. I work. <laughs> right. So, and I think that's an important point, John, cause you're, you're sitting in his office and you're like, this guy doesn't know anything about light, but he does know about kidney surgery. So yeah. like you, oh, I... when you're, yeah. So you are wise enough to be like, when we're in your area, you, you make the call. Okay. Totally <laughs> as a surgeon. Yeah. So great surgeon. Yes. Yeah. And I just, get... I think that's really, uh, that's, just worth highlighting because that was a very, I think, showed great wisdom on your part. Because sometimes we're like, oh, those idiots don't know anything. It's like, no, they know, they know things. They yes, just they don't do. know the same things right. we do. But well, we we often will may need that expertise. So I yes, do have yeah. respect there, for that for sure. There are times where you're gonna need centralized medicine. Yeah. I, I I mean, I I tell Charlotte, I said my wife, I'm like, I might have could have lived till 90 with, with this, you know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Or I may have died in two weeks. You know, there's yeah. didn't risk it. So yeah, I centralized medicine. That everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people probably will need it at some point. You just have mm-hmm. to know not to just give in blindly to them. Right. You know, because I told them right up. I said, look, I'm not doing chemo. I'm not doing radiation. I'm not doing any aftercare. I said, you're taking this out, and that's it. I don't care what anybody says. He goes, no, no, you don't have to do chemo. We, that's kidney surgery. That's not a thing. We don't do that for the most part, unless it's just okay. spread wild. Right. I'm like, well, I don't care where it is. I'm not doing it. You know, and he's like, right. but as a surgeon, I, yes, I respect you. I respect what you've done. I respect who you are. Yeah. So yes, there, there are, is a need sometimes for centralized doctors. There sure is. Absolutely. I'm thankful to Absolutely. have Absolutely. Yeah. And where I'm, Yes. The, the skills of those surgeons is really, I mean, oh. what can be accomplished these days. It's, oh, it's, it's miraculous. Yeah. It truly is. Yep. Okay. So, after so that, you had a, a very skilled surgeon. He made the call. He took the kidney and the tumor out of your body and you are now cancer-free. Yep. Cancer-free. Just had an MRI uh, about two weeks ago. The other kidney looks really good. So, Great. Congratulations. Good to go. I'm due to get blood work pretty soon. Of course, that ain't going to tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will, because there's ways you can read that. Yeah. But not for can't not for my specific, you know, not for my other kidney for the cancer. But, you know, just for a it's markers for your health, you know. So yes. it's a good way to to test how you've done, you know, like your vitamin D markers, your BN, BUN creatinine ratio markers, all cholesterol is kind of a they they've used that to for a monetizing thing, but it's it's a way to mon to monitor your health. Yes. So, so it's yeah, a, that's a great. So yeah, I'm cancer free. I'm um I still get in the sun all the time. Um now I'm I'm human. There's days where I I'm busy. I've slowed down since I've had surgery so I can spend more time in the sun. See, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to change their paradigm or their how they live. They just want to keep doing the same thing, you know, and I, you can't get sick, can't get well in the same environment you got sick in and you can't get well, keep doing the same thing that got you sick. 
you have to be able to change. And so I've even changed my work and my schedule so I can be outside more, so I can be with my family more, so I can be in the ice bath more, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't have to travel as much and drive around as much. So you just, you have to be willing to change. And most people aren't willing to change nowadays. They're just doing the same old thing. Well, bless you for being one of those people and for so beautifully and eloquently sharing your story. Um, you gave a talk recently at your local Weston A. Price yes. chapter. Um, got some more talks coming up. Do you have yeah. a place where people can find you or? Uh, yeah, just my Instagram. I don't do a lot of technology. <laughs> Good this, for is, you. this is pushing it. <laughs> I mean, I can do a Zoom call. I can put together a PowerPoint. But uh, yeah, Instagram. It's John Warner Movement. John and, Warner Movement. Okay. Yeah, I've recently uh, this year, and I was going to do it before, but my back flared up. I mm -hmm. became a MoveNet trainer. I know you. Oh, I've fabulous. Yeah, we had Erwan on a few weeks ago. Oh, that's yeah. great. So I became a MoveNet trainer and I'm going to start, you know, it's a process. I'm going to start training people and moving to that. I mean, that's kind of like my retirement gig. I, you, so I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's how you're supposed to exercise. You're someone for whom becoming a movement trainer is a, is a relaxing option to your old job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It is. <laughs> All right. And remind me where, what location are you? Like, wh where are you if someone wants to reach out locally? I'm in Southeast Texas. Um, okay. It, it, you say the Houston area. I'm away from Houston, but that's the closest thing that, okay. that can find me. Southeast Texas. Um, just Instagram, DM me. Yeah. I have a where you can sign up for the email, John Warner Movement on Instagram. But I'm on the Quantum Health page too, I believe. Okay. In our, in the directory. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So you can find John on Instagram at John Warner movement. You can find him in the quantum biology collective.org directory. Um, and I encourage you to do so, John, thank you so much for being here. It is always so fun to talk to you. I love it. You bet Meredith. Thanks for having me. This has been the Quantum Biology Collective Podcast. To find a practitioner who works from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely check out our Applied Quantum Biology Certification to consider as part of your continuing education plan. You can also just jump into our email community. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's at quantumbiologycollective.org.